Welcome back to Wayne's World of Real Estate. My name's Wayne Mann. I'm a realtor here in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I do most of my business in Montgomery County, Maryland, because I live in Chevy Chase, but I am licensed in all three jurisdictions. So let's get right to it. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about an EMD, which are the initials for an earnest money deposit. And we're going to find out what that is and what it means to you and your real estate transaction. Now, if you are a buyer you will be um, giving an uh, earnest money deposit towards the purchase so that uh, it's consideration for the seller and the seller is going to in the, take his uh, property off the market once you guys have a con ratified contract and uh, so that's why we have this earnest money deposit it's also called a good faith deposit uh, and it, uh, since I do most of my business here in Montgomery County it's pretty much the same throughout the, the DMV what an earnest money deposit is. It's, uh, there's no set amount. It could be anywhere from $10 to the full purchase price or more. And that money goes into an escrow account and that escrow account's held either by your title company who's already attorneys who are gonna be doing the transaction or it could be held by the brokerage so uh, whatever brokerage, it could be your brokerage or the seller's brokerage. But that money is used as a, uh, like I say, it's like a consideration so that the seller will take, uh, take your offer seriously. So to that point, if you have a really low earnest money deposit, then it means that your intentions are kind of low as far as you wanting to purchase the house. So if you're, let's just do a quick example. If you're buying a $400,000 property in the area and uh, you write, you're going to need three things when you, in our area for the offer, you're going to need a contract, which is a legal document saying that we want to purchase it. And within your contract, you're going to have your contingencies. Uh, that's one, you're going to have the contract. Two, you're going to have proof that you can purchase the property, and that's going to come either in the form of a pre-approval or an approval letter from a lender, or it's going to come from proof that you have the cash to purchase the home. So those are the two main ways uh, that we're going to show that we have uh, the money or the means to buy the property. The third thing that we want or that, the, that you're going to need is going to be the earnest money deposit, and that's going to... Um, talk to our seriousness towards whether or not you're going to be purchasing the property. So that could be anything. So if we're buying a $400,000 property, your earnest money, if your earnest money deposit is $10, then the, it's uh, very unlikely that the seller is going to take your offer. Because what the seller has to do once the contract becomes ratified is they are uh, basically and let's note it otherwise in the contract, they're basically taking their house off the market and they're depending on you to purchase the home. So on a $400,000 house, you might want to, and you should do a higher earnest money deposit. Now, what is that amount typically going to be? Well, it could be, depending on your comfort level, anywhere between 1% to 10% of the pro purchase property. So if you really, really want the house, you could do a $40,000 earnest money deposit. That would be on a $400,000 house. That's 10%, uh, a 5% would be $20,000, or you could do $5,000. So it's really up to you on how serious you are about wanting to purchase it and also your ability to uh, 
to do an earnest money deposit. So those are the um, essential points of it, but let's just talk a little bit more about what happens to your earnest money deposit during the process of the transaction. So you have a ratified contract, you made an earnest money deposit, you'll have a set amount of time to get that earnest money deposit to either the broker or the title company or the attorneys that are doing the transaction so that they can hold that money into escrow. So they're going to hold it in an escrow account. And then when you get to purchase, when you get to the purchase day, if you haven't uh, uh, canceled the contract or there's no uh, breach in the contract, that earnest money deposit goes towards your settlement cost. And if it's a big earnest money deposit, uh, anything that's left over will be refunded to you. So if you have a $40,000 earnest money deposit and the house is $400,000 and all of your costs and closing costs are done and at the end of the day there's money left over, then the title company or the, the attorneys doing the process will refund you whatever uh, is left over on that earnest money deposit. Now here's a couple uh, points that we need to remember about the earnest money deposit is we're, it's, we're giving it to the seller saying that we're going to purchase your home. Now, if somewhere along the line you decide that you don't want to purchase the home, uh, hopefully in your contract you have contingencies with dates where you can help make that decision. So, if, for example, if you do a, for, a, a home inspection contingency for seven days after the date of ratification, and we do the home inspection in the third day and you decide that you don't want the property and we're still under the contingency, you can cancel the contract and your earnest money deposit will be refunded to you. So it's very important to understand that you have a, a deadline on these contingencies. So whether the contingency is a uh, HOA review or a condo review contingency and uh, those uh, days that do how long those last are different they're different in uh, each of the states or jurisdictions uh, so DC Maryland and Virginia have similar dates around here but if you're listening around the country or somewhere else Canada or whatever then those dates for your contingencies are all going to be different and also uh, keep in mind that um, we want to get through all of the contingencies because if you're doing a home inspection, we want to make sure that the house is it will pass your home inspection. And then there's ways to extend some of these contingencies, like the home inspection. If we had, did the home inspection and we need something else that we need to do, we can always ask in an addendum to extend the the, uh, the home inspection. So uh, once so here's what's important. Once all of your contingencies have expired, then the um, earnest money deposit is. Uh, basically in the hands of the seller now if you decide to cancel the contract. So if you have no contingencies and the con and we're getting close to closing and you say, hey, I don't want to buy that house anymore, and you cancel it, then you may forfeit that earnest money deposit to the seller. Remember, he's taking the house off the market and he's going to be losing all that time that he could have had it on the market. And so this is an important point to remember. So your earnest money deposit is... Uh, can be refunded to you as long as you still have uh, viable contingencies. Uh, you can have contingencies like financing, home inspection, uh, radon contingencies. There's all kinds of contingencies that you can add to a contract. But uh, you have to remember that once you're past all those, that your earnest money deposit could be uh, going to the seller if you decide 
to cancel it. So that's another thing to think about when you're coming up with an amount. Um, typically, uh, there's and, and finally, what I want to say about the earnest money deposit is that all parties uh, need to sign a release form with to release the earnest money deposit deposit to the other uh, party. So if you have an earnest money deposit, say forty thousand dollars again and you got past all your contingencies and then you decide to cancel the contract, both you and the seller have to sign a release, or at least here in Maryland you do. Uh, so just keep that in mind as well. So I hope that explains earnest money deposit. If you have any questions about it, uh, let me give you a quick phone number that you can call and leave me a message. And so hey, if you want to contact me or you had any questions about an earnest money deposit, you can reach me at this number I'm going to give you. Hey, if you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 240-587-5309. Again, that number is 240-587-5309. Yeah, so give me a call anytime at that phone number. You can leave me a message. I will get back to you. Or if you want to send me an email, you can do that too at waynemanlive.com. I hope this helped you with your earnest money deposit question. And again, I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.